This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. Filling in is Andy Pate, party of choice. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, hour number three, with Andy Pate filling in for John Rush, along with Mr. Tanner Coleman. Are you having fun, Tanner? Having a great time. Great. Okay, sir, do we have him on the line? Awesome. Okay, we have joining us right now Kurt Rogers of Affordable Interest Mortgage with the Monday Mortgage Minute. Kurt, how are you doing this week? I'm doing fine. Andy, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing a lot better than the uh, stock market. But <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Oh, my goodness. Hey, Kurt, uh, I just want to ask you, how are the Fed rates, how are these rate heights hitting the mortgage rate market? Well, uh, you're starting to see a lot of people which is what their goal was by raising the rates. They want people to start to back off. Well, it's starting to take effect. There's, you're seeing a lot of people that have started a process in a loan, and with the latest hike, they're saying, okay, I'm going to get out of the market because they haven't locked their rate, they haven't found a home yet, and that uh, the rate, as the rates go up, it, it kind of takes them out of the market. They just don't want to spend the money. So it's affecting it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, because I know we're going to probably have, an, we'll have another rate hike here in a couple months, and then people are, does the mortgage rate, is that already factoring that in and expecting it, or will that be lagging? Well, it's actually lagging because when the, when the feds, we're ahead of the game, when the feds say we're thinking about raising the rate a half a point or three quarters of a point, the, the market makes a change prior to that actually happening. So this latest rate change that happened when the Fed's raised to three-quarters of a point, that had already been factored into those rates. But what's scaring people is they think that the rates may get up to double digits, which I think is, is, is wrong. Um, yeah, I don't expect rates that. Rates will raise, but I don't think it's going to – it's going to slow the market down, but it's not going to stop it because there's still so many people that want to buy a home. There's so many people that need to buy a home. There's people that haven't been able to be in the market for years because of the pricing – and the uh, appraisal gap that they had to come up with in the past, those folks, those kind of deals aren't out there anymore. So there's more people able as first-time home buyers to buy homes. Okay, uh, Kurt, I want to ask you about a possible window, and here's what I mean. I've bought two houses, and in both cases, I bought them at a little higher interest rates, but because of that, the uh, cost of the houses weren't as high, right? Because the, the housing sure. prices do fall. I know they're not falling as fast in Colorado, but they'll pick up. And then what I was able to do is once I bought in, as the rates dropped again, I was able to refinance down. Are we seeing a window that may be starting to open where housing prices will fall? I don't think they're going to crash, but they'll fall a ways. And well, you'll be able to lock in, and then uh, when the rates come down, you get to uh, lower the rate. Well, you bring up a good point. There's some new loans out called like a 2-1 buy-down to where you actually get, let's say the rate is 6%. Well, okay. the first year, your, rate, your rate's 4%, then it goes to 5%, then it goes to 6 Well, using the way you're thinking, there's people out there now, they're buying homes at, with that 2-1 buy-down. Their payments are, I have one client, his payment's $852 less the first year, so he's saving that money. The second year, he saves 438 And by the time year three comes around, the rates are going to turn around and settle, he'll be able to refinance out and make it work. So, yeah, there's new product coming out to help exactly what you're talking about for, the, for those folks. And in addition, and I mentioned this earlier, there's no appraisal gap. So if a house was selling before at 550 and you had to pay 610 to get it, you're still paying maybe 550 540 
but you're not paying that sixty, seventy thousand over. That's like getting a one percent interest rate break on, on on your rate when you're buying the home. Yeah, because let's face it, you go back a year or two ago, everything you bought, forget the price that was out there, it was jacked up immediately just by the bidding. Correct. Which adds to nothing but your payment. So when you're looking at the payment difference between the two, the actually the higher rate is better for you because you bought it at the right price and still got a good payment for it versus paying 60 over, even if the rate was better, you paid all that money up front with money you had in your hand. Okay. So, yeah, it makes much better sense. Well, that makes sense to me, too, because like I said, I do see the prices dropping pretty soon. I don't think they're going to crash. I don't I don't go with that, and I also agree with you. I don't see the double-digit interest rates coming. I really don't. No. Because I don't think they all. can. I think they're going to kill the economy too much. They can't do it. But I see a window opening up, and uh, I guess you've basically affirmed that. And I, what I didn't know is, what was this now, the two-to-one? What was that loan? It's called a two-one buy-down. When you go out to buy a house, let's say you qualify to buy the house at six percent or six and a half percent. Okay. Well, the loan that you get with that is you get the, your payments are calculated at two percent lower than that the first year, and then one percent lower than that the second year. And it isn't to the third year that you have to make start making those payments at that rate. So you can really take advantage of not paying over with the appraisal gap. And getting, you know, saving a whole lot of money in your monthly payment for the first couple of years. Well, and what I didn't understand, though, Kurt, was that you could re, you know, refinance out of that if the rates drop back down as quickly as you want. I thought you had to wait, you know, five to eight years before you could do that. So let's say it even does get up to 6%, right, in your yeah. year three. And let's say it takes a couple, another year or two before the rates come down. That means you're only going to spend like into the fourth or fifth year paying that higher rate before, guess what, the rates have dropped back down and you get to refinance. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are understanding that number because you bring up a good point. The, the feds are not going to let the rates get back up that high because that will shut the economy down, and you just can't have that happen. That would be worse than 2008, and there's too many things that are too strong in the market for that to happen. Our unemployment is so low, people that have a job want to own a home. All right, sounds good. Hey, are you doing a Haystack Radio tomorrow? Yep, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be talking about how reverse mortgages are working. And then I have a, a friend of mine who is uh, looking for a kidney, and we're going to be talking about how we can help her. Oh, that is awesome. And is that on at noon here in Kalesie? Yeah, it's on at noon. All right, one last thing, Kurt. How can people reach you? 720-895-0500, or they can go to my website at aimortgage.net. Fantastic. Kurt, thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye, Andy. Take care. You know, he is just a great guy. I just want to say he is one of, like, one of these really quality people. And they are also quality people at Gino's Auto. While, while, while oil is getting expensive, so are oil changes. But Gino still has a semi-synthetic, it's hard to say, semi-synthetic oil change special at $45.99 and a full synthetic at $69.99. Just call Gino's. That's Gino's with a J at 303-794-6700. Or you can find them at genosautoservice.com. Geno's is having a sale on all Napa air, oil, and cabin filters. One of the best things you can do for your vehicle is to have the oil changed at your recommended service intervals. Napa high-performance filters can increase power and help with fuel economy. Does your vehicle's air conditioner put out a musty or mildew-like smell? Cabin filter contaminants can cause allergies and compromise airflow volume. Geno's evaporator cleaning and a new Napa cabin filter will take care of that. By replacing your cabin filter, you will be restoring efficiency and clean air in your vehicle. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Take care of your car and save on Napa filters. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. 
Allen's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Allen only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power. Now, make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Group insurance analysts. Okay, when you shop for insurance, you probably don't cover all the details in your life, in the new laws, or in the different packages offered by every company. It's too much. Call Paul Lenigro at Group Insurance Analysts and they'll match everything you need to the best deals offered by a wide variety of companies. Call 303-423-0162 or you can find them at e-gia.com. Finding the right health insurance plan can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more in medical costs out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of ACA health specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs and at the very best premium. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is a qualified health insurance plan, dental, life, or vision insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA is an authorized enrollment center for Connect for Health Colorado, the only place you can get an advanced premium tax credit to lower your premiums. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Tanner Coleman. Tanner, we're going to talk polling right now because, you know, for a while there, Obviously, we were all talking about the red wave, and then over the summer, especially following the Roe decision, right, which has been polling about 55-45 in favor of the Democrats on that one issue. Right. But you see, that's in a sea of issues that are polling 60-40 for the Republicans, okay, where the, you know, or 50, you know, 58-42. You've got so many issues that were polling well for the Republicans. Uh, Roe came out. And a lot of people got spooked, I think unnecessarily so, but they did. And so the Democrats really had a nice bounce back through August, really through July and August as a result. That seems to have died. The latest polls that are coming out right now are pretty terrifying for Democrats heading into the midterms to where Republicans might possibly even get the Senate which would have been impossible just a month ago. Still going to be a tough road, but here we go. One of the big things that pollsters have noticed is that in the real clear politics, the RCP average, that usually by this time, virtually all the polls that are being done or a large percentage are called LV polls, and that's likely voter polls, not RVs, which are registered voters. Now, here's why this is important. Uh, LV polls 
usually are, you know, the likely voters almost always help the Republicans by about three to four points. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not. Yeah. And um, registered voters always favor, you know, by comparison, obviously, Democrats. Well, this year, they still were only in the RCP, only using two LV polls in the RCP average at the moment. And both of them show a Republican lead on the generic ballot. Now, the reason this is important is what what this means is that a lot of polling companies are basically trying to help the Democrats. They feed into the RCP average. That's the big number people look at. And they are making sure that they are holding off on the likely voter polling or at least showing those numbers until way later than they normally do. Do you see where I'm going with this? I, I do, yeah. Okay, and so what that was doing is making it look like the Democrats were actually doing better than they were. And they were doing better. But everything changed after Biden's speech with the red background and, and preaching hate and all this kind of stuff and basically saying people who disagreed with him are threats to the country. Americans didn't like it. People in the middle hated it, really hated that speech. And they have basically thrown away a lot of their advantage now. What we're seeing is a surge, again, amongst Republicans. And in the latest poll, this is from Washington Post, ABC Washington Post generic poll. They did something they generally don't do. They, they showed both, registered and likely. Amongst registered voters, Republicans had a one-point advantage. Amongst likely, it's 51 to 46 Republicans. Now, the reason this is important also is if the Democrats have a slight advantage, let's say a two-point advantage, that usually means it's going to be a good night for the Republicans on the generic poll. Because usually the Republicans, usually the Democrats are used to having about a five-point advantage on the generic poll, sometimes seven, eight. I mean, it can get crazy. They usually do better on it. Generic poll means generic Republican versus Democrat. Right, The Republicans, and I'm almost done here, but on... The ABC Washington Post poll, which is highly left-wing, the Republicans are coming in at a plus five on the likely voters. That is crazy to think that that's changed that drastically in just, what, two months? Right. Now, here's the McLaughlin poll. Republicans, once again, on this one, they're going to lead by four points. Okay, and I, I didn't see if it was registered or likely. I think, I'm not sure. But the Republicans, they draw a majority on the generic midterm ballot, leading Democrats for, by uh, 49 to 45, four points. Forty nine percent of people say they are worse off under Biden and Pelosi, while just 40 percent say they are better off. I don't know where they got the 40 percent. That blows my mind. Sixty eight percent say they disagree with Biden's claim inflation is zero. So 32 percent agree with it. <laughs> I, you know, this this is. This is why I'm thinking this poll is even kind of slanted. 53% believe in smaller government versus bigger government, 32%. And here's the biggie, okay? And I want to ask you this one. 75% of Americans, according to this poll, McLaughlin, and they're a very good polling company. They say they believe in capitalism versus only 10% believe in socialism. So what I want to ask you this, Tanner, is you're a young guy. You hang out with young people. Okay, you run with the herd and amongst young people, supposedly socialism is all the is all the rage. Is it really? I know it's better than 10 percent amongst young people. I get that. That's their demographic. But is it really rocking amongst young people? I think as long as people aren't like myself, Republican or conservative, whatever you want to call yourself, it is very socially acceptable to be a fan of socialism, which is kind of. A little scary that we're at that point at such a young age so many people want that and just like Biden's speech I, when I watched that I was not frightened but worried and nervous just by how he was handling himself the whole background the whole array just seemed like he was it, inciting violence it was seemed no like it was out of a movie yeah because look if you're a crazy young leftist and your president comes out and tells you that you're the guy who you support tells you hey that group of people over there you didn't like anyway they're a threat to you when in reality, most Republicans or conservatives, besides the super right-wing right wing leaning, don't try to go out of their way just to tell someone, oh, your views are wrong, I'm right because I'm this, and you're wrong because you're a leftist or because you're a Republican, or vice versa. But 
it's scary to think that our president will incite violence against his own people like this. Well, especially since his people are the violent ones. Exactly. Okay, you, you know as well as I do, and I've talked about this, I won't spend much time, but virtually all violence happens in Democrat enclaves. Okay, virtually all violence in America, even if you factor in the difference in population density, it still happens in urban areas. It happens in areas where that have been run by Democrats for decades. Exactly. That is a, the amount of violence that happens there versus in Republican-run areas is staggering. And it is to that group that he went and said, oh, hey, that, that guy next to you who lives next to you and has a Trump sign or that old lady at the store who has a um, MAGA hat, they're a threat to your freedoms. They are a threat to your democracy. They are a threat of violence to this country. Is that inciting? 100%. Yeah. And then what happened, you, you were mentioning, real quick here, what happened again in North Dakota? Unfortunately, there was allegedly a verbal dispute over a quick political discussion, and a 41-year-old man decided to, instead of reason with the young adult or just leave the conversation, decided to go grab his truck and run him over. Right. And what happened to him? Obviously, I mean, look, it's vehicular homicide on purpose, premeditated. Obviously, he's going to spend 30 years, 40 years in prison, correct? Correct. The, the man. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> what actually happened? The man was intoxicated on top of it. And sure enough, he has been released on a $50,000 bond, which is very low for that type of crime. Ridiculous. He does not have house arrest, and he also... I can't remember the other, but. No, that's okay. Yeah, I can't remember the other, but he. No, they just went light on him. Ridiculously right. light. Right? Right. He He's no house arrest and no curfew is what it was. Okay, we got a caller here, but really quick here, I want to ask you something. What happens? What happens if that guy is a Trump supporter and he ran over a young Democrat, and I'm, oh, let's just go with the Democrat, the demographics, because that matters to Democrats. Okay, a young black man, liberal, for it, political differences. What happens to him? Is he out on bail? It would be international news, and he might be killed in broad daylight in front of a crowd. I mean, it would be horrifying. Hey, John and Cheyenne is on. John, how you doing? Hey, great. Andy, I'm going to prove your point. Growing up in New York City, we went from Lindsay to Beam, to Koch, to Dinkins. Okay. And it was a hellhole. Yes. Giuliani comes in, cleans up the city in well, about two years, and it was clean. Then Bloomberg, who came in as an independent originally, he kept the law and order side by having a good police commissioner. So for two terms of Giuliani and three terms of Bloomberg, New York City was safe. As soon as de Blasio took over... It went to hell in a year. It doesn't take long, does it, to unleash the animals? No. no. And all you have to do is tell the cops not to do their job. And all you have to do is to look at it is the Giuliani broken windows. He said, and the police commissioner, Bill Bratton, who's still out there, said, if the guy gets caught jumping a turnstile, I guarantee he's got a warrant on him. So we take him in, we check him out, and if he's got warrants, we hold him. And it gets the criminals off the street. Good, because the guy that does doesn't pay the turn doesn't pay the subway fare is probably going to mug the old lady on the subway an hour later. Absolutely, so, that, that that's the way to do it, John. And I'm telling you what, but the second the Democrats and yes, I'm being totally political. Don't care. It's just numbers, baby. It's it's reality. The no. second they take over, what happens? It goes to hell. And but when it goes to hell, it's not just conservatives like us complaining about there goes the neighborhood. I'm talking about beautiful young people shot in drive-bys. Uh, you were talking with Kurt about housing prices. Yeah. There was a, you could look this up on Redfin, but I saw a report. Denver was tied for fifth in the worst housing crashes that they've in the last six months. They did a survey. Jeez. We need new yeah. leadership. John, we need new we yeah. need leadership like you have up in Wyoming. Can you send it to well, us? Um yeah, but we're gonna if if you guys reelect Polish and the rest of those, we're trying to get a petition up to put a fence up on the southern border of Wyoming. 
Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, real quick before I let you go, because i got to go to break. Uh, what are the leaves yeah. like up there? Are they churning? Okay. We were up in Aspen Alley, which is on that Route 70 that I told you. Yeah, yeah. On Saturday, and they hadn't started to turn yet. Oh, good. Good, because I'm heading out on uh, so, next uh, end of the week. So very, very cool. Yeah, okay. All right. You have a good one. John, we'll see you later. Uh, talk to you Friday. Take care. Okay, up next is Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. People who love their work do great work. And at Absolute, the technicians love their company, and that means great service for you. Just look at the reviews. Call Absolute at 720-526-0231, or you can find Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at RushToReason.com. Adding surge protection can save you thousands of dollars on replacing or repairing your most expensive electronics, which are usually appliances. Saving your home from a damaging electrical surge starts with calling Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They only sell products that their master electricians believe in, installed by trained professionals. Your home will be protected on three levels, by the surge protection, insurance protection for connected equipment, and a warranty on top of that, starting at a minimum of five years in damage coverage. Their technicians prioritize communicating and educating you so you can better understand your home. That way, you know how you can be proactive about other risks. Defending your home from the threat of electrical spikes begins with contacting Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Preserve your electrical equipment in your home so that it lasts for years to come by visiting klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Golden Eagle Financial, you've worked hard for your retirement savings, so have Al Smith make your savings work for you. Call 303-744-1128 or find Golden Eagle Financial at RushToReason.com. Golden Eagle Financial will help you determine what will work best when creating a retirement strategy. Your retirement plan with Al Smith will consider possibilities that could threaten your nest egg. He helps you create a plan that allows for emergencies like death, illness, or adult children needing help to ensure the stability of your plan. Al will work with you to create a retirement strategy that withstands an urgent situation yet also aligns with your financial needs. With asset management from Al, you'll feel confident about the strength of your plan despite the possible contingencies. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you manage your financial assets with a well-rounded approach. Life happens. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128 or go to klzradio.com slash money. That's klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. Come join the High Five team. High Five Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver Metro, And we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity and maternity leave, unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing Crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at HighFivePlumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Jersey Joe is on the line. Joe! How you doing? I'm doing good, Andy. How you doing? Doing all right. Uh, how you doing, Tim? I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. We'll give him a B plus on that. Yeah, we had to. Well, we got you know, got to baptize him. Got to get him into the flow. How's it going this week, Joe? Good. I got I got so much stuff. We'll never fit it in. But I want to open up with my quote of the day because I think it's relevant to some of the things we're going to talk about from the late George Carlin. Never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. <laughs> and I'll give some examples. And by the way, if you want to know how large that group is, 39% of uh, American adults still think Biden is doing a good job. So, you know, that's unbelievable. 
That's easily 100 million adults. I still think Biden is doing a good job. Um, by the way, for, for those of us who saw this coming, I can only say that we are in the midst of the longest, saddest, most excruciating and unsatisfying I told you so in the history of the world. I mean, we all saw this coming when they started giving out the $1,400 checks. Uh, you know, I said, here it goes. There's, I won't go into Milton Friedman's uh, quote. Uh, Milton, of course, the late Milton Friedman, Nobel, Nobel Prize winning economist, said, only government can create inflation. Right. Because only, only government can print money. Nobody else but government is responsible for inflation. And by the way, the government over the past, and this includes Trump, by the way, when he signed all those COVID release bills that the, the Democrats pushed through, we've added $4 trillion to the money supply in the past four years in this country. That's, that's money that wasn't there before. It got printed, you know, it got borrowed, it got printed and got distributed into the hands of the American public, $4 trillion. But, Joe, let me, you know, I don't want to be just a pure cheerleader for my team, so please don't take this as just MAGA talk. But when there were two big waves of the spending, Trump and then Biden. When Trump did it, at least we were still in what was considered a very major COVID. We, we, we didn't know what we were dealing with. And we had a right. major COVID wave, and we had to do something to churn it around economically. That doesn't mean I support it, but it's a lot more understandable. When Biden did it, he was just printing and throwing money at things when there was absolutely no need and everybody understood, hey, man, all we got to do is drop the mandates and get back to life. That's right. Exactly right. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, some of it you could forgive, but uh, but whether it was um, justifiable or not, the point is we've added $4 trillion of fresh money to the economy. Right. Now, I don't know where to start, stupid people and energy um, or interest rates. By the way, uh, I'm sorry, is your co-host, is it John? Tanner. Tanner, Tanner. Tanner, you know the difference between the Titanic and California? At least when Titanic sank, the lights were still on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, you want to talk about... Um, well, let's talk about stupid people. So here we have Californians who are voting to uh, outlaw the use of natural gas. In other words, in, in many cities right now, if you want to build a new home or an apartment complex, no more gas furnaces, no more gas stoves, no more gas water. Everything has to be electric. So they want to outlaw the – they want to ban the use of natural gas. Uh, Newsom just signed the law that said no more internal combustion cars sold in California uh, after 2035. So they're, they're banning natural gas. They're banning internal combustion engines. Meanwhile, they are simultaneously voting to shut down all of their fossil fuel, um, uh, gas, uh, fossil fuel gas stations, and um, they're closing down, I'm sorry, fossil fuel power plants and their last remaining nuclear power plants, which are among the cleanest nuclear power plants you can have. Um, so while they are simultaneously increasing their demand for electricity, they are simultaneously decreasing their ability to produce that electricity. And, Tanner, you know where they get that electricity from when they don't have enough, which is a frequent occurrence? You know where they get their electricity from? No, but I would guess Russia. No, no, they, they buy it from Nevada and Arizona, who, when they are have some to spare, they produce it by burning coal in their coal-fired power plants. So... <laughs> Um, that, that's how, so when California doesn't have enough of their own electricity and they run short, they go to Nevada and say, hey, can you sell us some power? And Nevada says, well, let me check, see if I get any spare. And, and then Nevada says, yeah, we can throw some more coal on the fire and we can sell you some electricity. But when it gets really hot all over, on numerous occasions, both Nevada and Arizona have said to California, sorry, we don't have anything to sell you, which is why you have rolling blackouts. Hey, Joe, really quick here before you run on, because you mentioned coal, to what degree do you think a lot of Europe is going to turn to coal this winter? Well, they've already started to. Not only right. coal, they're, they're now cutting down trees to burn wood. They're, they're cutting down trees into logs. Uh, some of the lumber mill companies are cutting them down and turning them into wood pellets. Now, ah, deforestation. About, That's great. Go ahead. Right. And, of course, we all know that trees take in – CO2s are air scrubbers. They take in CO2. Uh, and they exhale oxygen, and they convert that CO2 into wood pulp. So here you are taking out of the ecosystem the very mechanisms that clean CO2 out of the atmosphere, and you're burning those trees. Uh, And that's what the Germans are doing in addition to coal. 
Um, so it's just it's just insane. And by the way, I, was, I read another story today that while the U.S. has been leading the world in terms of CO2 reduction, um, my father used to have this expression, I think it's radio permissible, he used to call it a fart in a gale of wind. While we have reduced our CO2 emissions by over a billion tons over the past 15 years, you have China has increased has increased theirs by 5 billion tons. China last year opened 43 new coal-fired power plants last year alone. So here we are, you know, on the periphery, yeah, we're going to shut this down. We're going to go to wind and solar, and we're going to, you know, we're going to keep reducing. Meanwhile, and then India is right behind China. These guys are building coal-fired power plants at the rate of roughly one a week. Yeah, and Joe, really quick here. I mean, let's keep in mind the Democrats running these states and running that party are highly tied in to the CCP. They're highly tied into China, right? I mean, they get a lot of money. I think they get a lot of money under the table from China. I'm, you know, I don't know. But I do know that they are extremely pro-China. And in the meanwhile, they cripple their own state's economies by telling them you can't use something that their buddy China is using big time. And again, and to the extent that they, the crippling they do here, again, uh, compared to what China and India produce, you know, if you shut down every last coal-fired power plant in the United States tomorrow, as my father used to say, it would have the equivalent effect of a fart in a gale of wind, you know, compared to... In, oh, yeah. And then get on board. It's just not going to happen. Um, so let's talk about electrifying the country, which, by the way, uh, by the way, Tanner, I'm an engineer, so I tend to get into numbers and, and, and drill down into stuff. So if you want to convert every internal combustion engine to, to electric... And by the way, when you go into Walmart and you go into to, uh, uh, King Supers and buy grocery in the wintertime, do you know what's keeping those stores warm in the wintertime? You want to guess? I, I, I would have thought coal and gas, but what is it? Well, it's no, it's natural gas. On the roof of all those stores are these big brown boxes, and they're all natural gas. They're equivalent of a furnace, if you will. Okay, so natural gas. Okay. So natural gas is heating every store. All the bread in the bakery... Is, is produced by natural gas. All the all the canned food has been processed and cooked with natural gas. So, um, when you look at our the U.S. total energy consumption, only 42% of our energy consumption is electric. The other 58% is either gasoline, natural gas, or coal. So let's assume you could wave a magic wand and you got rid of everything that was powered by gasoline, diesel fuel, jet fuel, coal, or natural gas, uh, you would have to more than, more than double the U.S. generating capacity, um, which, by the way, isn't possible with wind and solar. Um, and guess what? Even if you could do that, I heard you mention the grid earlier. The, the wires and the transformers that carry that electricity cannot carry twice the electric power that they carry today. They are sized to carry the load. So the, 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 the long-distance you know, high-voltage transmission lines, even the wires going up the street to your house, that little gray transformer on the pole outside your house that maybe services two or three homes, all of that would have to be replaced. You are talking trillions of dollars and decades to fully electrify the United States. It and where would we get the materials to replace all those? That's a great question, and I, I don't know, and, and plus we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars. So I have no idea. By the way, if, if all of my neighbors bought electric cars over the next 12 months, I guarantee you the power company would have to come down my street and put bigger wires on every, on every telephone pole on my street, right. and they would have to replace every transformer on every pole. Oh, and the 200-amp circuit breaker box in my house and my neighbor's houses can't handle that. Um, my, my circuit breaker box couldn't handle an electric furnace, electric stove, electric vehicle charger, electric hot water heater. And, Joe, you're, you're just talking about the conversion costs, the conversion costs of going from what we have now to what we have then. Uh, what about the simple fact that there's no way we can, you know, power the grid that we would need right. for and, that and, many electric cars, for that many electrical uses? There's right. no way we could do that, Joe. You, you cannot. And somebody says, well, if we 
covered the country, if we replaced all of our farmland with wind and solar, by the way, you would have to have enough wind and solar. So don't to eat. Generate. Got it. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, let's assume you, you say, okay, we have this, this fantasy of we can power it all with wind and solar. But since you have periods of time, sometimes days on end, where it's cloudy and rainy or cloudy and snowy, and the wind isn't blowing and the sun isn't shining, you need to have enough generating capacity to generate at least three times your average daily demand. And here's the next question. So let's say we could come up with this incredible amount of wind and solar power. Um, you would need batteries as big as an aircraft carrier uh, for every town the size of, a, of Castle Rock. The materials to create those batteries don't exist on the planet. Can you imagine? No, they don't. Have to have, can, I mean, we're, we're talking... 10,000 aircraft carrier size batteries to store the wind and solar power to feed back into the grid when the wind isn't blowing and the sun isn't shining. So Now, by the way, I am not anti-electric cars. I think tomorrow, if 10% of this country were driving electric cars, that would be great. You know why they'd be great for us? Why? Because if 10% of the people started driving electric cars tomorrow, it would reduce the demand for gasoline by 10%, and the prices would drop price for, for gasoline would drop back close to two, two bucks a gallon um, because, you know, the... 10% the though would man. still crash our grid, but yeah. Well, no, but assume we could, it wouldn't, assume we could assume you know, adapt to where it we couldn't. Yeah, okay. But the point is, if we could get, and by the way, you know, my wife, you know, she never drives more than 50 miles at a clip. Uh, you know, I've got two cars. I think the perfect blend is to have a nice internal combustion engine car if you want to go cross country. And if your wife you know, never drives more than 20 miles from home, electric car is the perfect second car for the home. And again, if 10% of the vehicles in this country were electric tomorrow, it would, re the price volume elasticity for gasoline is huge. A small change in demand would plummet the price. A small drop in demand for gasoline well, would, it, plummet, would plummet the price. It absolutely would, but your wife never gets more than 20 miles from home. I mean, do you have her wear a collar or how's that work? <laughs> She just, yeah, she just, she doesn't like to, she, if we go someplace, she said, you drive because she's not good with directions. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that sounds a lot better. You're not such a bad guy. Okay. Hey, Joe. Uh, she'll, to, you know, she'll go to her doctor. She'll go to her, her hairdresser. She'll go to visit her sister. But, you know, she's not good with long distance trips. She just doesn't like to take long trips. So, you know, for that type of two car family where one car is used primarily for, you know, around town driving, I, I think that's great. All right. Um, Joe, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll uh, pick it up with you. And can you also mention when we come back your podcast? Sound good? Okay, we'll do. All right. Uh, next up is Flashing Back. I know what you're thinking. Something's gone wrong, but you can't afford a good lawyer. Wrong. Kevin Flash works on a contingency basis. He doesn't get paid if you don't win. So get yourself a great lawyer with Kevin Flesh. F-L-E-S-C-H. Call Flashing Back at 303-806-8886 or go to fleshlawfirm.com. Get relief from Flesh and Back. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Back will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. 
From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. Dave Bancroft, owner of Veteran Windows and Doors, is so confident in his quality, service, and fair prices that he challenges you to find three quotes from the competitors that even come close. Dave doesn't just go above and beyond your expectations. He does it all at up to half the cost. Veteran Windows and Doors is founded on the Marine Corps ideals of integrity, knowledge, and dependability, and Dave practices these principles in every deal he makes. That's why Veteran Windows and Doors prioritizes giving you the information you need to feel confident in your decision. Like their lifetime warranty on your purchase, they also offer a five-year installation guarantee and ensure that your energy efficiency ratings exceed the required code standards. Pay up to half the cost when you work with Veteran Windows and Doors. See the savings for yourself with a comparison quote. Now, for the month of September only, get 25% off when you mention KLZ Radio. Call Dave at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com slash windows. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com extreme. Promises kept. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. And welcome back to Rush Reason. Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Joe, hang on a moment. We got Soren on the line. Soren, what's happening? Oh, I just got to say something here. Uh, you know, China, a couple years ago, their coal consumption was 40% for their power grid. Um, this year, they have it up to 60%. Whoa! Serious? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Soren. And another thing is the Democrats are trying to push electric planes. And the thing about lithium-ion is it has a higher explosion rate at um, higher altitudes. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Soren, you're a fact so, machine. Thank you. So the higher airplane flies, the uh, it's dangerous to have lithium batteries at high altitudes, but when you're drawing current from them, or adding current to them, it's even more dangerous. Well, Soren, thank you so much, and I agree. And that worries me, too. Hope to hear from you Friday. Got to move on. And, Joe, you are back. What do you think of what Soren had to say? Well, that doesn't surprise me in the least. You know, they, uh, China can... Uh-oh. We just lost Joe. We lost Joe. Did you do that? I, I tried not to. Because, Tanner, I know you're new, and maybe, you know, you just felt like you could just, you know, muscle in and throw Joe off, throw him off the boat. Yeah, maybe. Kind of harsh uh, for... By the way, are you having fun? 
Having a great time. Okay. <laughs> I know Joe will be right back. He just got cut off momentarily. That is terrifying. But I didn't know that China had actually raised their coal usage by 50%. I, I didn't know either. That's crazy. I mean, it doesn't blow my mind. I, actually, it does. That much? And here, and here, they're, they're, they're um, people that they work together with here in, in America, the Democrat Party, are strangling us and telling us not to use it. It blows my mind. I'm back. Joe, you're back. All right, so jerseyjoe.com, J-E-R-Z-E-E, jerseyjoe.com. It's a 30-minute weekly podcast. I try to cover four or five topics in every, uh, in every one. I know we only got a minute left. I want to go back to Tanner's thing about the guy in North Dakota, ran the guy over, got released in $50,000 uh, bond. Do it. That, that same week, a guy in Mississippi, 23-year-old guy, two years ago, burned a cross on somebody's lawn. Didn't hurt anybody. Nobody was injured. He's been, he's been walking around free for two years. Hasn't punched anybody in the face. He hasn't run anybody over. Well, last week he got indicted on a federal hate crime charge for burning that cross. Guess how much his bail is? How much? He's being held without bond until his trial. Nonviolent crime. Two years free walking the street, proving he's not a danger to anybody. Judge ordered him held without bond because it was a crime against the black fa- hate crime against the black family. Meanwhile, you can run somebody over and kill him. You get out on fifty thousand dollars bond. Yeah, and l- let's keep in mind, I hate what he did with the cross. I think I it's despicable. It's despic- despicable. Right, yeah. but my gosh, nobody's dead. No one's even been hurt. No one's even gotten a hangnail, Joe. Nobody got a bloody nose. Nobody, you know, nobody was injured. Nobody, you know, nobody had a hair messed on their head. And this guy's being held without bond, and the fact that he's been walking around for two years since that incident clearly demonstrates he is not a danger to society, yet he's being held without bond. Okay, Joe, um, you got about 40 seconds. Go. Um, national debt, real quick. We can talk about it maybe tomorrow, but... Um, sure. $454 billion was the interest on our national debt last year. You know what that interest rate was on $30 billion, what that works out to as an interest rate? How much? 1.6%. You know what the current rate on a two-year Treasury note is? How much? 4.3%. Ugh. So I'm going to tell you what that's going to do to our... We are looking at a trillion dollars of annual interest on our national debt in the next couple of years. A trillion dollars for net for debt service alone, interest payments on our national debt. We can talk about that tomorrow. Let me sum it up. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, Joe. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. All right. uh, Our number, that's it for today. Our one replays next. Tanner, did you have a good time? Had a blast. Thanks for joining us. That's Tanner Coleman. Tomorrow, I'll be joined by Shemaine Navarro. And until then, drive safe, God bless. And thanks for joining us at Rush to Reason, KLZ 560.